Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Vanderson. Today, I will summarize the reading beginning with March the 19th, day 78. We read more of Moses' last words. Remember that he did not die weak and feeble. Reference Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 7. He instructed them of the protocol for presenting the first fruits of the promised land. This included that everyone recite their history from Jacob, the wandering Aramean, to the receiving of their promised abundant harvest. God instituted a special tithe that would be used to provide for the Levites, foreigners, orphans, and widows. In response to God's avowed ownership of the Israelites, they were expected to follow all his commands. The Levites were to proclaim a list of curses for specific infractions, and the people were to respond with each one by shouting, Amen. Moses taught the Israelites that through their obedience, God would bless them in every way. But he gave much more gruesome and detailed description of the progressively horrific curses that God would inflict on rebels. Interestingly, God designed that the delivery of the blessings or curses would be decided by the Israelites' response to him through their acts of faith or disobedience, respectively. March the 20th, day 79. We read Moses' review of the covenant between God and Israel with God's affirmation that although the people said yes with their mouths, their actions will ultimately prove that their hearts said otherwise. Interestingly, God is also making a covenant with future generations. Reference Deuteronomy chapter 29 verses 14 and 15. God promised that if the exiled Israelites returned to the Lord, he would restore their fortunes and change their hearts. Moses declared that loving, obeying, and committing to the Lord is the only way to choose life. Any other behavior is a choice for death. Joshua was formally commissioned to lead Israel. Moses wrote down the entire law in a book that he instructed to be read to the people every seven years. And since their disobedience was sure, Moses composed for them a song that would be number one on the Hebrew top sacred music charts for eternity. Reference Revelation chapter 15 verse 3. March 21, day 80. We read the lyrics of Moses' song that revealed the sovereignty and graciousness of God and the expected short memory of it when the Israelites prospered. Moses recited the lyrics and told them that the words are their life. 1,400 years or so later, Jesus will challenge the Pharisees that he was the life of which Moses spoke. Reference John chapter 5 verse 39. They made light of his awesomeness. God would have annihilated them except that he cared about his reputation before the nations and did not want to give them a false sense of superiority over God's sovereignty. In the same way that the Israelites provoked God's jealousy by their idol worship, God foretold how he would provoke their jealousy by saving the Gentiles, making a people, quote, who are not even a people, end quote. Compare Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 21, with Romans chapter 10, verse 19, and Romans chapter 11, verse 11. Finally, Moses composed Psalm 90 and was advertised in the title as a man of God by the compiler of the Psalms. But the first time the phrase was used is actually found in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 1. March 22, day 81. We read how Moses, the first Bible character to be called the man of God, blessed each tribe. Like Jacob, there are nuggets of insight found in each one. 
He noted that the Levites were more devoted to God than their own disobedient families at the golden calf scene. Reference Exodus chapter 32, verses 25 through 29. Moses then climbed Mount Nebo to Fisgah's peak to see the promised land. God buried him in an unknown location, probably to keep Satan from using his body to deceive the Israelites. Reference Jude 9. Next, God assured Joshua that he would be with him as he was with Moses. God promised him success if he would meditate on the law day and night. Joshua charged the Israelites to get ready to cross the Jordan River. They responded that they would obey him as they did Moses. I'm not sure that was very comforting. Finally, the two spies were sent to Jericho, where they hid and were protected by the prostitute Rahab. Moses, the greatest of all the Old Testament prophets, is the only man in the Bible to be buried by God and the only man to appear on earth after his death 1,400 years later without a resurrection, unless you would prefer to also count the witch's conjuration of the prophet Samuel before King Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse 12. Moses died strong and alert at the age of 120. March 23, day 82. We read how as soon as the priests who were carrying the ark touched Jordan's river's edge, the Lord stopped the water flow, which was at the time currently overflowing its banks, so that all of Israel could cross on dry ground. Joshua set up two memorials, one on the bank and one in the middle of the dry riverbed as a memorial for future generations. As soon as they settled in Canaan, the daily supply of manna stopped forever. I wonder what the women and children who were left on the eastern side thought when it suddenly stopped coming. Joshua reinstated the circumcision ritual that had been neglected since the Exodus. Next, Joshua was confronted by the Lord himself and received his unusual battle plan with clear instructions that the plunder was to be set aside for destruction and that the objects of silver, gold, bronze, and iron were to be brought into the Lord's sanctuary. After the victory, Rahab's household was spared and Joshua pronounced a curse against anyone who would rebuild Jericho. This curse was fulfilled in Kings chapter 16, verse 34. March 24, day 83. We read how the Israelites treated God like a good luck charm and learned through much pain and embarrassment that they were nothing without God's leadership. Achan's greed and thievery cost him and his family their lives. Even all his animals and possessions were stoned and burned. I imagine the families of slain soldiers that were unnecessarily defeated at Ai were the first to throw the stones. If only Israel had consulted God before attacking. Remember Numbers chapter 27 verse 21. The outcome probably would have been much better. But even after the event, they still had not learned. Soon thereafter, they fall prey to the Gibeonites' deception because again, they failed to consult God. Reference Joshua chapter 9, verse 14. Now that Israel was purged of Achan's sin, the Lord gave Joshua a successful strategy to destroy the city of Ai. After that, Joshua built an altar to the Lord to renew the Lord's covenant through sacrifices, the inscribing of the law into the stones of the altar, and by reading aloud every word that Moses had written. A note about the Gibeonites. Their name will come up again as King David will avenge them for King Saul's violation of this covenant to the dismay of Saul's seven sons, of course. Reference 2 Samuel chapter 21, verses 1-14. through 14. March the 25th, day 84. 
we read how Israel's newly arrived presence in Canaan disrupted the balance of power between the nations, and Israel's first ally was now the target of attack by her neighbors. God used this situation to destroy five southern nations. It was during this battle that Joshua prayed and the sun stopped its course in the sky to provide more daylight over the Israelites to help them gain the victory. Then they defeated the northern kings, including the previously feared giants that the ten evil spies told about, and those east of the Jordan. God ordered that all the enemy horses were to be hamstrung and the chariots burned. I don't know why. Maybe it was to keep the Israeli army dependent on God rather than on the capture and use of their enemy's advanced military technology for victory. A key phrase that is important to remember is, quote, Joshua conquered all these kings in their land in a single campaign, for the Lord, the God of Israel, was fighting for his people, end quote. Reference Joshua chapter 10, verse 43. In the same way, our trust is woefully misplaced if we credit our safety to our own military power in the USA over all reliance on God's sovereign will. This ends this week's reading. My next episode will begin on March the 26th, day 85. I look forward to your visit then. God bless you.